All right, here we go. Friday night. Best night of the week, says everyone. I would assume that that is a popular opinion, a popular take. It is Friday night here on After Hours. It gets a little risque on Fridays. That's why it's my favorite. We also got a brand new microphone in here. You can move it. You don't even know I'm moving it. You probably do. Either way. It used to suck. You just like hit the table and it sounded like there was like just bad things coming from this studio. But again, Friday night, my favorite night to do this show here on After Hours. Blake with us as well. Um, Was this your first time doing radio? Yeah, first ever, actually, apparently. What do we have there, audience? We have, what, eight to over under 11 seconds of dead audio. So, uh, uh-huh. yeah, I'm just, it's I, been I, so I, long. Oh. I've been so used to everybody else having their open, yeah. just queued up, especially with the AP betting show. Like, uh, you're blaming others for your no, own no, 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 not at all. Not okay. at all. That is 100% user error on my part. Uh-huh. 100%. But the you rest of the show will be flawless. Narcissistic flawless. It'll be flawless, man. That was 100% my fault. That's so funny. Everyone says over. From the 913. About 30 seconds. From the 913. I'm role playing tonight. Tell me what your role play is without details. Maybe you're a sergeant. Maybe you're a sheriff that's getting ready to give somebody a ticket. They didn't show up for their. You hear about this? I got summoned for a fourth time for jury duty. I'm 36. I've never been summoned for jury duty. I have more jury duty summons. Then Patrick Mahomes has Super Bowl rings, and that's impressive. What have you ever been on a good one? Like a good, like hard hitting true crimes. No, dude. Both of mine were one was uh one was a uh well it's weird. Uh, a guy was a, a child molester. That's an interesting case, at least. Uh another one was a family um suing a anesthesiologist. Did Third- somebody not wake up? No, they passed away like several months after their surgery. And oh. they said the reason was their body changed because of the anesthesia. Are you allowed to talk about this? I don't know. <laughs> I know you're not it. I know you're not during it. Nobody knows who I'm talking about. That's but true. I, basically not... what I did is I just said my mind couldn't change. And they were like, All right, we don't need that guy. But in one my first time I ever did it, the people that I was with in the lobby were like, How are you you? I forget what the name of it is, but they wanted me to be the like representative of the jury. They're like, "You have a good main juror." Voice. I was like, "Yeah, not juror a chance, man." Uh. From the nine one three, Dusty, I'm going on a date tonight. Where should I take her? Steakhouse, Italian, or Mexican? Let me know, my man. Can I ask where in the city are you going, or does it matter? Because I can give you a spot for all three. Yeah. If you're going Italian. Anthony's. Don't go to Olive Garden. Doesn't matter. Okay, fair enough. Garozo's? Garozo's is great. Chicken Spadini. Get the chicken Spadini. If you're going to go to a Mexican restaurant, you want to have a little bit of a loose vibe, go to to Ponax. I love Ponax. All you need is one margarita from Ponax. They make them strong. Very. Um, And if you're going to go steakhouse. How much money? Uh, I don't think it matters. There's a quite a few. I don't think it matters. Um, is it uh, Anton's? Is that the steakhouse? Anton's is. Uh, they do a good one. I mean, you could go anywhere from Anton's to Eddie V's. I was just there uh, about yeah. a week ago for a birthday. It was fantastic. They also do amazing seafood. You could also say, hey, I just want a good old-fashioned American 
steak and go to a Texas Roadhouse, and they're never going to disappoint you. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I wouldn't go to Texas Roadhouse. If you're going to try to impress the lady, take her to Anton's. Because Anton's, you can do something maybe you've never done before, and that's eat bone marrow. I did it once, never do it again. Didn't like it? No. Whoa. Texture the thing. Flint texture? Yeah. I thought I was just eating like a loogie. Really? Mm. I love a good bone marrow. 808 Chop House is also fantastic. Yeah. So those are my suggestions. Um, if you're taking them out, taking her out, um, I would either go to Anton's, Anthony's, or Ponax. Can't have a bad time doing that. Somebody says they definitely said we went over 10 seconds, thought I was getting a call when streaming. Good job, Blake. That is 100% my fault, and I will take the rest of the night. <laughs> Keep them coming, text line. 816 for some advice, says, or 801 Chop House. Thank you all. Give her the suggestions. Let her choose. Appreciate it. And you have to let us know. You have to let us know what she said. You simply have to, for those of you. Um, I don't know if we can get it, but um, <laughs> somebody said, good Lord, you're recommending super expensive places. Part-time radio must pay great. How do I get on that? It does not pay great. I am not the one not. going out to eat. <laughs> and the texture said it doesn't matter where we go. So that's why we named those places. I threw out Texas Roadhouse. I mean, you okay? can go to Applebee's if you want. I don't know. Shoot. And part-time radio does not pay a ton. I can tell you that much. Hereford House, a good medium. Mm-hmm. Cut a steak, what temperature? There you go. That's all you need. What's yours? Uh, I'm always a medium rare to rare. Mm-hmm. I don't do anything underneath because I'm a cold-blooded American, mm-hmm. red-blooded American. Uh, temperature, I don't care as long as the color comes out. Mm-hmm. It's the cut that does it for me. I've been to, I, I went to Ocean Prime. Mm-hmm. They had amazing sides, had good service. The cut of steak, for some reason, on the ribeye just wasn't there, man. Mm. It was so sinewy and fatty. It just wasn't there. I I, I couldn't right. justify paying $70 for that steak, man. Mm-hmm. People are sending in stats. Love that. Um, again, Richard of the Week at 645. Jay Binkley at 630. Out of left field question at 8. Uh, I feel like there will be a ton of interesting shows and everything like that. Um Let's dive into this, the lead tonight. Some people in this professional world of sports are just quite simply born with it. And also, those people that are born with it can acquire more attributes throughout their career. And of course, we are talking about one Patrick Mahomes. He gets the lead tonight. He has not been the lead since we talked about the anti-hero of Patrick Mahomes last week against Buffalo. And for those of you that follow me on Twitter, I thank you. For those of you that don't, you've got all the time in the world. I'm sure you have more important things to do, but if you'd like to, it's at Dusty Likens. That's L-I-K-I-N-S. And I tweeted out Patrick Mahomes' AFC West or AFC Championship stats because I love you, Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes in five games, Stat number one, five straight, is three and two. You know the losses. In those five games, he's 123 of 186. Completion percentage is good for 66%. That's nails. Maybe not on a great card, but that's good in the AFC Championship game when you're the quarterback in the league and the league average in the regular season is roughly around, what, 63 to 64? A little above average even in the playoffs. 
Patrick Mahomes has thrown 16 touchdowns and two interceptions in those five years. I'm going to say that again because it's stupid. 16 touchdowns and two interceptions. And if you want to go a little bit more into detail, those two interceptions came in one game. Patrick Mahomes is also thrown for 1,515 yards. That's right. His yard total in five years of AFC Championship games, his number in college was five. His number in the pros is 15. And his number of yardage he's thrown for in the playoffs in his five years is, of course, 15-15. Patrick Mahomes is no doubt about it the most gifted, most talented quarterback in the NFL currently as we speak. He's playing against a really damn good one, too, in Lamar Jackson, but that's not what this discussion is about. This is one of those things where Patrick Mahomes can acquire more attributes to his career with another road win. You have an opportunity to go into Baltimore and knock out the Ravens of the playoffs in their house during the AFC Championship game And the way that you can do that and the way that you can acquire that even more of a villain gene, because last week was great, right? Got to go to Buffalo. Finally, Buffalo gets Kansas City in their yard. And at the end of the game, we're watching Patrick Mahomes run off the field, smiling, doing little hezzy steps and Euro steps to avoid snowballs being thrown. Grown men who are probably over the age of 28 throwing a snowball at a 28-year-old quarterback because, well, he simply beat you because he's that damn good. And now Patrick Mahomes goes to Baltimore where Patrick Mahomes has probably less pressure than Lamar Jackson. Chiefs have less pressure than Baltimore. And the reason why you can amplify the villain card in this game is what would you say most people would say about this Chiefs season? Oh, it's been one of their down years, 11 and six. Ho-hum. The Chiefs were... They weren't great. They were 11 and six and won their division for an eighth consecutive year. Call me biased. I don't care during this segment. I'm just spitting facts. And Patrick Mahomes went on the road and he played Buffalo, a team that had beaten him prior in the season. Tell me you haven't heard of that before and went into their park and played damn near perfect football. He's yet to throw an interception in the playoffs this year. And what some would say is the chiefs down here. How dare they go 11 and six? Just not good. Unacceptable. Not great. Got to do better. If you don't win 13 games, we can't take you serious. And what, what others would say is this is probably a top two season in the Ravens franchise. They paid their quarterback. They got the number one seed. They won the toughest division in football and they host the AFC championship game at the bank. And Patrick Mahomes, on a down year, on the road, can go in there and rip the heart out of Maryland. Can go in there where all these fans are like, this is it, man. This is our year. Because how many times did we see this with Tom Brady where the Patriots were 10-6? and six? Eh. Oh, they were 11-5. and five. Eh, It's good. It's not great. They've been 12-4. and four. They've been 13-3. and three. They've been 14-2. and two. They've been 16-0. and oh. But this year, I don't know. And then you get into the playoffs – and you watch everybody's emotions. You watch everybody's demeanor. You see their mannerisms when they're going throughout the game. And it's like, why is that guy in red 15 number the calmest dude out here? I'll tell you why. Because he's done it five consecutive years. And again, in a time where a lot of people thought this was a down year for the Chiefs franchise. 11-6. and six, Shame. Not good. How dare you? You don't have caviar at the party? Pfft. 
not interested. But this is a time where you can take something that is maybe not to the golden standard and still be better than what someone's best is, and that is Baltimore. Go be that Michael Jordan type of athlete. Go be that LeBron James down 3-1 to Golden State, best team, 3-1, win, win, win. Because if Patrick Mahomes takes this team to the Super Bowl, it'll never matter what their record is. It'll never matter what the regular season is. It'll just literally matter as long as they get to the playoffs because it's just a different thing. It's just different. And if you need the GOAT to tell you why, here's Tom Brady. He's an incredible competitor, and I think it's on display in the biggest moment. So I, everyone, I got a lot of questions for you again. What do you think? It's at Buffalo. And I said, I think I like Patrick. He, he doesn't, doesn't phase him. He doesn't care that it's in Buffalo. He wants to go out and play who's ever the best to see how he matches up. And he always seems to play his best in the big moments. And you know, even the Super Bowl where we got him in when we were in Tampa, he was, you know, he was running all over. He ran for 450 yards you know, horizontally across the field in order to get passes off. And there was kind of an onslaught of pressure, but he still in those moments was giving his team a chance to win from his athletic ability, his tenacity, his competitiveness. He's got so many of the intangibles. So beyond his ability to throw the ball, run it when he does, he had a great run yesterday. I think he's got these intangibles that everyone believes. And I said it in the third quarter yesterday, as soon as Casey took the lead, it felt like Buffalo's got to go, oh God, this is not the game we wanted. We we didn't want to be in behind three in the third quarter, and they took the lead, and then obviously the, the, the game turned out the way it did. But he's a fierce competitor. They got a great team. They're really well coached. It's been a great organization, five, six AFC championships, actually, in the last six years. That's That's pretty impressive. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app, brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. I would have been really impressed if you let it go like four seconds without any audio. I will never make that mistake again. Don't say never, man. Never say no, never. No, I know. Live radio, mess-ups happen all the time. Even you just your, mother, quell them. your mother even heard it. Don't bring my mother into this. You disappointed right? your mom on a Friday she night. She said, I heard the silence, and I was like, don't ever bring it up again. Yeah. It happens, though, you know. It's live radio, man. Live production. People flub up on the air all the time. Oh, dude, I messed up so many times. I got fired and rehired because I messed up have on you, the air. Have you? Ha, I, I believe you've heard, you've said this before. You've cussed on the air, correct? Oh, many times. Many times. But, mm-hmm. like. But I've caught it. The the bad word. I think you caught. You said I almost did one time, and, and it was close. But we have an update on the date. He said she picked Ponex. Hey. Can't go wrong. No, that's a that's a nice date. It's a great date. He says, typical woman, though. Got to get the Mexican in. Thanks for so much. No, enjoy it. All you need is one margarita. Be safe on your drive home, and I wish the best for you and her. Maybe a, a small, shareable pitcher for the table. Not the big one. They offer small ones there. Nah, just get your own. Because if you get a pitcher, it's like watered down. Is it? I don't know. No, it's not. That's, don't say things. You Don't speak on things you don't know, Dusty. Come on. I know when the show starts. <laughs> Shots fired. You started it. No, so, I didn't actually. Somebody from the 660, <laughs> bro, 
with all this hype you're giving Mahomes right now, I feel like you're going to jinx him. You don't jinx people like that. And I'm not jinxing anything. Now, if I were to be like, I guarantee you, and I'm going to tell you this is what's going to, that, maybe you could leak into that. But I'm just giving you statistical, factual knowledge. Right? Like, welcome to the show. You got to plan accordingly. You got to save up to get to, you know, Friday night. You know, Monday's fun. You react. Tuesday, normally K-State plays. Wednesday, Arrowhead Pride. You get the smart guy in the room, Pete Sweeney, that kind of keeps you on an even keel. Thursday, you get a little juicy. Friday, you explode. Sunday, buckle up because we're only on for an hour. I've got 60 minutes to get you there. I've said that many times in my life. Do you think this is the biggest AFC championship game of the six? Because I feel the text line. I'm sorry to cut you off. I feel like the text line is going to be like, no, no, no. Last year was the biggest. Not post, like, going into it. And, again, I will listen to all of the arguments was last year going to that game. They were calling it Burrowhead. It was the rematch. It was the best two teams in football. Yeah, but that was at home. And you'd already played that team before. This one, it just seems like this is the biggest of the six. I, I don't think it's recency bias either. And the reason why I think it's the biggest and I know you're going to have a good retort on this as well, as well as a list. I believe it's the biggest because this is the, this is the most that the hometown fans have doubted their own team and then have been proven Mm -hmm. wrong. So with this, it's the biggest in terms of owned uh, what what you want to call it, self hate. Mm -hmm. And two, I don't want to say lack of talent. Everybody who plays in NFL professional sports across the board is talented, Mm -hmm. but the least amount of top tier talent the chiefs have ever had. And they're still on the doorsteps of greatness. Yeah. Because this is one where like, you know, you're going to play the number one seed. You're not the number one seed. You're going on the road to a team that mirror images a lot, right? Battle of the number one defense versus the number two defense. Battle of the head coach versus the other head coach. Two of the best, if not the two best, coaches in the AFC. Makes you kind of wonder with a game like this, with the sort of talent that's on the field, was it always meant to be Mahomes versus Lamar? Like, I don't think there's ever going to be another Brady-Manning. I think that's just a -a one-of-a-kind head-to-head combination. Right? Just like there was never another bird and magic. Just wasn't. I mean, there you could you could force it and say, oh, it was Jordan and, you know, whoever. Or it was what you know, it, there just wasn't that sort of matchup with the that sort of epic and and domination of two for a consistent amount of time where there's a whole bunch of backstories. But maybe Lamar and Patrick Mahomes are the two quarterbacks that, you know, it needs to be. Right, the only two quarter, but the only two AFC players to win the MVP trophy in the last what six years has been Lamar Jackson, or seven years has been Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes. So the matchup is incredible, and I think the way that I would rank them, if I were to give you the top five or the top six going into the game, I would say it's Baltimore this year, Cincinnati last year, New England year one with Patrick Mahomes, Cincinnati the one that they. Uh, lost to 
because it was just one of those. I don't think there was a whole lot of hype yet. There wasn't a whole lot of smack talk yet. Buffalo Bills, that AFC Championship game, that's my fifth-ranked one, and then the Tennessee Titan game is number six. Those are just my top rankings. They could be different from anybody else, but this game, with the way the teams are or the way the teams are going into this, I mean, this is, right, Cincinnati last year, offensive line was beat up, had a bunch of injuries. Chiefs just absolutely destroyed them at the line of scrimmage. Still a close game, but going into this game on the road against the top-tier team, the big dog, I just feel like there's a lot more, you know, Riding on this one pre-hype of the game than there is in the other side. It's Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson. And on the other side of this commercial break, we get the guy, the man, the special guy on a Friday night at 630. Jay Binkley, he'll join After Hours. For Blake, I'm Dusty, and this is 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Can't see me. Royal Rumble this Saturday. I'm not sure. I'll probably watch it on like Sunday morning. Going to the town on Saturday night. Going downtown. Buddy's birthday. Anyways, Friday night, 630. The man, the myth, the legend, Jay Binkley in the house on After Hours. What's going on, Mr. Binkley? What's going on, Dust Man? Nothing, man. Just, uh... Just ready to get out of here because Friday night is the six pack of Miller High Life Tall Boys for six dollars and ninety two cents a quick trip. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Nice relaxing night in, my friend, with some with some brews. That's right, man. You just you know you you kick back, you put the the comfy house shoes on, the nice pajama bottoms, the 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 the, the robe, and you just you crack a lack until you just hit the sack. You know, you're going all Hugh Hefner on me. Uh huh. I wish I was you, Hefner. Well, you kind of are with the robe and stuff and your your, your drinking slippers. Mm-hmm. They're very comfortable. I got them on Amazon. They have memory foam in the bottom. I'm just shorts, T-shirt, and beer, my friend. Mm. No shoes, no robe. No drawers? No, no I do wear pants. Okay. Well, shorts, though. Anything under the shorts or you just let it all out? No, I wear um, okay. tidy whities Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm on. Um, hey, so we just did a short topic of ranking the top six AFC championship games, not post, but going into them. Is this, is this one, is this one number one or was last year number one? Man, I I think when you, when you, when you finally kick that door down and you make the Super Bowl, Mm -hmm. like the only Super Bowl of my lifetime, uh, well, actually there's been more than that, but the first Super Bowl of my lifetime, I think is automatically number one just because of, kind of what it meant and the fact that this team's not going to be done and actually playing in the Super Bowl and I have to sit there and eat nachos and watch some other yeah. team play yeah. like the rest of my life. Yeah. No, I get all depressed and it's Sunday night and you go to work right. the next day, but it's never my team playing. Never, never is it Kansas City. But right. yes, as far as, uh, you know, the way the season has gone, the ebbs and flows of it, mm-hmm. um, this game should be at Arrowhead Stadium. Thanks, Kadarius Tony, but it's in Baltimore. <laughs> and, uh, no, I have to put this, uh, considering, you know, this team's going on the road like some road dogs and mm-hmm. uh, win the game. So the injury report, that the final one that came out today, a little concerning, right? We knew Joe Tooney wasn't going to play. Like, we knew that was going to probably be the case. Yeah. Um, with the Willie Gay and Isaiah Pacheco, 
Obviously, you don't need to you don't need to know a ranking system. I think the Pacheco one is more concerning Willie Gay. If Willie Gay can't play, which I think we were calling him last night, 007, because he's the spy, right? Like he's Agreed. the guy that you're going to put on Lamar Jackson. Does that change maybe how Spagnola will bring pressure? Like, will we just see a lot more of like McDuffie coming after the quarterback, or will there be a different sort of spy? Like maybe you put crazy ass Leo Chanel out there and be like, number eight, that's your guy. If he gets anywhere out of the line of scrimmage, just go after number eight. Or is there is there something I'm not seeing in those two maybe schemes of things? Well, Leo's kind of that backup spy that they have. They'll have Tranquil in there mm-hmm. as well in this game. Willie Gay's very important. He was very important the first time they played Josh Allen, which Baltimore and Buffalo, very similar offense. But Willie Gay did the spying the first time they played Josh Allen. Of course, he's in and out of that game in Buffalo. But Willie Gay, you know, being healthy, is very important for this football team with his speed uh, watching the quarterback. But Trent McDuffie, in, in most of these opposing offenses this year, will tell you he's the best blitzing corner in the National Football League. And, well, five force fumbles. He's got three sacks on the year. So, yeah, you can kind of protect um, the side. You do have to sacrifice in bit in coverage when you have the big or Trent on one side and the luxurious Sneed on the other. But but the secondary is so good at tackling um, opposing quarterbacks. And it's good. It's actually better than the secondary in Baltimore. Yeah, and speaking of that Baltimore defense, what's the one thing with Joe Tooney being out that we can expect for the Chiefs and their offense to try to incorporate with having their big right guard out or left well, guard? Well, that would lean on Pacheco, but obviously Pacheco's banged up. Yeah. So how much a Pacheco will we see? He'll play in this game because um, he was finally able out there to practice uh, today. But still, a toe is concerning. And one way to combat the blitz is running the football or screens. I mean, I really wish you had Jarek McKinnon. I really wish you had Isaiah Pacheco, which you will, but to pound the rock and be 100% healthy. Because the only way to combat this uh, this pass rush is screen plays and, and running the football. They do lead the NFL in sacks with 60 um, going in. And Chiefs are barely behind him at 57. So it's number one and number two. And that's the one thing. I know people are talking about Lamar and, and Patrick a lot in this game, but you have two head coaches with Super Bowl rings. You have two head coaches that uh, worked on the same uh, Philadelphia Eagles team. Um, uh, John worked for, for Andy Reid, and Andy Reid's 5-0 and versus assistants in the postseason, so that bodes well. And you have the number one and number two defense, scoring defense in the National Football League. I mean, there's just story. Oh, and then you have the battle of kickers. Mm-hmm. You have the battle of kickers, two excellent kickers on both sides. So there's a lot of storylines. Yeah, I I mean, I can say it early now because I've gotten to the, the point of reason where I believe that this is to be true. I think this game will come down to a 50-yard field goal by one of the two teams. Who hits it, I don't know, Agreed. but I think the final score is going to be 20-23. to 23. Um, I'll say that again on Sunday. I'm getting it out there early. We'll again have you on as well for predictions. It's a fast show. They only gave me an hour. Chiefs uh, Radio Network came in and said, hey, we got to go a little more extended here on this pregame show. So, uh, you know, right. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's dust, man. I'm going to, I'm going to have a whole lot of, not a lot of wind breathing through my lungs, but I just, <laughs> I see this game. I don't see it being one of those, like, and, we, and we've seen this in the past where like two good defenses all year, all playoffs have just kind of, you know, thrown that out the window and it's like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to let it hang. He's going to let it hang. And it's going to be a 35, 30, you know, 38 game. I don't see that happening. If I'm wrong, that's awesome. Means we're going to have a lot of beer to drink and a lot of fun to talk about. But I see this game kind of being one of those like back and forth, back and forth, because here's the thing, sure. Bink, 
Chiefs don't have to play perfect. Chiefs haven't played perfect in the playoffs already, right? No. Miami, um, there were just not great numbers in the red zone. That's not that's not normally how you can win in the playoffs. The Chiefs did. Chiefs first Buffalo. McCole Harbin fumbled. Buffalo got a chance. Buffalo didn't play perfect. They teams have to play perfect. And I'm wondering if you think that Baltimore can do that in this situation that we haven't seen Lamar Jackson ever in. Well, Baltimore's really good in long, sustaining drives. Now, Buffalo had the ball almost a full quarter longer than the Chiefs. The Chiefs, though, weren't punting. They were maximizing their possessions, whether getting field goals or touchdowns. Like, the Chiefs maximized all the time that they had. This is a better defense, obviously, uh, with Baltimore because Buffalo uh, was so banged up. I mean, this is a far cry from what Buffalo's defense was earlier this year. The one Achilles heel of this Baltimore Ravens defense is their run defense. Uh, believe it or not, I mean, they're 14th in the NFL against the run. The Chiefs are 18th. So, but with Pacheco kind of, you know, not 100%, that, that does concern me because the Baltimore, their their weakness is the run. They're sixth against the pass. They're number two, or excuse me, sixth in total defense, number one in scoring defense. But it's very good. It's just a very good defense. But running the football and maximizing drives. I mean, the Chiefs have got to put points on the board whenever they get uh, in the red zone instead of untimely penalties. Um, or turnovers, because one thing Baltimore's defense can do is they set the trifecta. It's never been done since the leagues merged uh, the AFL or AFC and NFC, uh, the Super Bowl era. It's never happened, the trifecta, which is points against, um, takeaways, and sacks. No team has ever led the NFL in all three categories. They have. They've led the categories, but the Chiefs are number two in two of those categories except for takeaways, and that's that's the big thing. But Baltimore is going to do these long, long drives. I could see like a 24-21 to 21 game, uh, Kansas City's favorite, by the way, 24-21. to 21. Do you believe in the pressure as much more on Baltimore than it is in Kansas City, even though Kansas City's trying to get a dynasty, trying to prove their wealth in the history of the NFL with other dynasties like the 49ers, the Steelers, the Cowboys, the Patriots? Like they could be dynasty number five? Well, I think so. I think there's something out there for the Chiefs if they go to the Super Bowl this year just because of how kind of down it was earlier this season. But the Chiefs are kind of playing on house money. It's like even a down year, they're still in the AFC title game. And Baltimore's got the pressure, though, the pressure to actually you know, win postseason games and take care of that window of opportunity that that team has. And Lamar Jackson has to be looking at you know, kind of cementing his legacy. He's already going to get his second MVP this year. I'm sure he'd love to add that Super Bowl ring with it because unless you win rings, mm-hmm. does it really matter? Now, John Harbaugh already has one. Like, he's already got one. Just Tucker's already got a ring. You know, several of these Ravens do have it. But I do feel at the window, and you get the Kansas City Chiefs at home. Even though the Chiefs had a better conference record than the Baltimore Ravens, those, those well, two key losses had the Chiefs tied the Ravens, the game would have been in Kansas City. But to have Kansas City at their place in their first uh, uh, AFC title game in 50 years in the city of Baltimore, I'd say the pressure is on them. Last one here, Binkley. Uh, Mahomes is what I would consider probably the healthiest he's been in these six years going into the AFC championship game. Uh, you see him kind of being more creative with his feet, his uh, rushing over under is, I believe, 23 and a half. Maybe it's gone up since uh, the uh, the activation of out for Joe Tooney. But this kind of seems like, man, this is this is where he could just do it all and really lead into that hated role that is Mahomes on the road, Mahomes in the playoffs. Like, how do you beat that guy? And what do you expect to see from him in this game against Baltimore's defense that is number one in the land? I, I think he's going to have to have the timely runs. 
Uh, he is the Chiefs' all-time leader in rushing yards in the postseason, and they'll need that uh, from him in this game. I love the connection that he's built uh, with Rasheed Rice. I like the fact that since that Raiders game, they kind of had that epiphany where they realize who and what they are, which is a defensive team, kick the field goals. It's not the style of football that many people probably like, but they're acclimated to what they're good at, like the Patriots used to do. Whether their defense is real good, like early on, that Patriots winning Super Bowls was all about the defense. Then it became all about the offense, then it went back to all about the defense. But the Chiefs, I feel since that Raiders game, kind of, you know, kind of have been coming together as a football team. And Rasheed Rice is really in, enjoying his role uh, with the Kansas City Chiefs, number two in the NFL in rookie receptions for receivers and yardage, only behind Puka. Uh, so, mm. yeah, I, I love the way that uh, things are starting to come together for this offense and Patrick Mahomes. Well, Binkley, you enjoy your Friday night. We're starting to get some more warmer weather, so it kind of makes you switch up the old yeah. beer routine from stout to uh, to maybe a pills. I don't know, maybe an IPA, maybe a, yeah. you know, maybe a, a lager. There you go. Heck yeah. Playoff pills. You know? mm, there you go. Oh, yeah, some El Padron, man. You can pick up at your nearest store now. There are our playoff mm-hmm. pills near. Mm-hmm. Binkley, we'll listen to you on Sunday. We will uh, be ready for the Airhead Pride postgame show, and we'll continue to tap into the Character Concerns podcast. Thank you again uh, for your regular scheduled visit on Friday at 630. You guys take care, man. Enjoy your night. That's Jay Binkley. Coming up on the other side, a lot of people's favorite segment. It's the Richard of the Week. This one, this guy tests the Lord. So you have to be a Richard for the things that you have done for that. So this is After Hours. That's Blake. I'm Dusty. And coming up on the other side, it's Richard of the Week. You're listening to 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Do you know what this song's about? I do. <laughs> I still love the Blink-182 version better. I don't know if I've heard that one. It's good. It's uh, Tom DeLonge on the vocals. I think it's the, it's almost the same concept as The Stroke or I Think I'm Turning Japanese, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what I thought. I just found out what the song Like a Prayer is about, too. Do you care to disclose on the radio? Uh, I mean, I can give you like a, a motion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In the midnight hour, I can feel your power. Just like a prayer, I'll take you there. I'm just glad that we're able to, like, give people dating advice on this show. You never would have thought that would have been. I love it. Guy texts in, hey, I need some advice. Taking the lady out for dinner, doesn't matter where or how much. Where do you you think we should go? We threw out some ideas. He threw her the one that said Ponex. She went, ooh, let's go there. Bringing people together, man. You're 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 the TLC, brother. The text line champion. Text line champ. That's right, baby. Got to be there for the people. Uh, speaking of what's got to be there for the people, let's get into the Richard of the Week. Say what? Shut up, Richard. Shut up, Richard. Shut up. Shut up. Am I consorting with a known felon? Shut up, Richard. Shut up, Richard. You did it? Yes! Oh, Richard, I'm so happy you pulled This week's Richard of the Week, which is where we call out people for being bad people. 
A.K. Richard. Maybe you've had a Richard at your job this week, and you've been like, hey, you just been really being a Richard. What's that supposed to mean? Listen after hours on Friday nights at 645, 650-ish. Uh, this week's Richard of the Week comes from a Twitter handle or an X handle called Morning Brew. And to my knowledge, a Colorado pastor and his wife are being accused of fraud and crypto scheme that raised over $3 million. The two sold and benefited the coin of 300-plus investors and made $1.3 million. The pastor then explained the reason behind it all, and you're going to be shocked. The pastor explained that he may have been misheard by God. Thank the Lord! Right? And if you don't know what I'm talking about, here's the minister's audio of what he had to say. The charges are that Caitlin and I pocketed $1.3 million, and I just want to come out and say that those uh, charges are true. So there's been $1.3 million that's been taken out of, I think it was a total of $3.4 million. But out of that $1.3, half a million dollars went to the IRS, and a few hundred thousand dollars went to a home remodel that the Lord told us to do. So how this whole thing started is the Lord told us... Hold on. The Lord told them to take some of the money out and remodel their home. Onward. Uh, in 21, to walk away from our marketing company. And he said, I'm going to do a new thing. And then he took us into this cryptocurrency. It was a different cri- cryptocurrency other than index coin at the time. Well, that cryptocurrency turned out to be a scam. And so the Lord says, give that to them, but also give them a 10x. And I'm like, well, where's this liquidity going to come from? And the Lord says, trust me. Well, as money is coming in, uh, we would be sowing it. And at first it was hundreds of dollars and thousands of dollars, then tens of thousands of dollars. When it would come in, we tithe, we sow, more money would come in. And so we were just always under the impression that God was going to provide, that the source was never ending, that God was doing a new thing, and that we had nothing to worry about. And we sold a cryptocurrency with no clear exit. We did. We took God at his word and sold a cryptocurrency with no clear exit. And so the prosecutors have to take that and say, these people willingly sold a cryptocurrency with no clear exit. What we're praying for and what we're believing for still is that God is going to do a miracle. God is going to work a miracle in the financial sector. Not for you, he's not. I'm not here to tell you how to be religious or how religious you should be or what your faith should be. That's not my job. That's simply you and the Lord. But I can tell you this. I can tell you this. When you do wrong things and you do bad things and you know you're doing bad things and then you want to blame it that you misheard or you were misguided by the Lord. The Lord did not tell you to go remodel your house with money. Praise the Lord. Last I checked, the Bible doesn't like people to flaunt their richness. Does not like you to be very, oh, hey, here's rich. I'm rich. Let's do this. Bow down. This is something that is like a definition of a Richard of the Week. Last week, it was Adam Schefter for ruining the retirement exit or the swan song of Jason Kelsey, getting in the way of others to do what they should do, which is right. And this right here, you're using your platform to make money and then lie about it and then get people involved within a scam. You're a smart enough man, you'd think, to know that what you're doing isn't right. And then to say that... 
we were told that the Lord wanted to just take some of the money and put it towards a remodel. I'm not making that up. I'll give it to the you again. The charges are that Caitlin and I pocketed $1.3 million, and I just want to come out and say that those uh, charges are true. Thank you for being honest. Continue. So there's been $1.3 million. And how dare you do a little chuckle laugh? That's been taken out of, I think it was a total of $3.4 million. It was. But out of that $1.3, half a million dollars went to the IRS, mm-hmm. and a few hundred thousand dollars went to a home remodel that the Lord told us to do. Kiss my ass. Half of the money went to the IRS. He's blaming the IRS. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Yeah. The IRS, man, they took half of it and the other couple of thousand. If I'm not mistaken, isn't greed one of the seven deadly sins? It is. Yep. I don't know if I can name off the top of my head. Greed, envy, hate, gluttony. Lust. Lust. Envy. I think I already said envy. Greed, hate, envy, gluttony. Lust and wrath. Wrath. That's six. That's seven. Six. Six. We're missing one. Just go watch the movie Seven tonight. Yep, there you go. But again, you, sir, pastor out of Colorado, you are the richer of the week. You lied. You cheated. You stole. Just go read the seven. Go read the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not cheat. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Don't lie to people. Don't make a scam. Don't throw in the the middle of the whole thing like, (laughs) We put a little bit towards the remodel, and then the IRS got some. What we did was wrong and might have been misheard by the Lord. I think so. I think you're very misheard. I think you're very well heard when people hear you now as a Richard of the Week. This is After Hours. Coming up on the other side, I want to dive into Sloth. Is that one? Sloth is it. There you go. Always got to love the text line. Coming up on the other side, Travis Kelsey gets you pumped up. Injuries kind of move you down, but we try to get you back on an even keel to get you ready for Sunday at 2 o'clock. That's Blake. I'm Dusty. This is After Hours of 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views.